Thank you to my two-year-old daughter uh, for that great intro. Uh, I am Corey Coonard. I'm the host of Wisco Legacy. Today, I'm bringing you the best of 2021, and I'm also going to preview my first two episodes of 2022. I uh, had a lot of fun starting this podcast this year. I ended up with 13 episodes, uh, met a lot of great people through this, and made a lot of great connections. So I really hope you enjoy uh, the best of 2021. If you have anybody you know that you want to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to reach out. Uh, email me at Corey at WiscoLegacy.com or uh, send me a DM on any social media platform. I'd be happy to uh, connect with anybody about uh, being guests on Wisco Legacy. So always looking to, to run down great stories and talk to really great people uh, right here on Wisco Legacy. So with that, uh, I'm going to give a quick little clip for each episode that I had this year. Uh, and then, like I said, I'm going to preview my first two episodes next year. Episode one uh, of 2022 comes out on January 4th with former Badger wide receiver Jonathan Orr. Uh, he runs a company called Athlete Transition Services. Uh, we talked a lot about Badger football, and we talked about uh, his current work he does in Athlete, athlete Transition Services. My second episode of 2022 uh, comes out uh, the following week from uh, Dusty Weiss. Dusty is a fellow uh, Monroe, Wisconsin native. He runs a, a company called PodCamp Media. He's got uh, one of the most interesting and compelling podcasts himself uh, called Lead Balloon. Uh, and this guy can tell a story. Uh, listen to the last bit of this episode here and you can tell uh, just how great of a storyteller Dusty is. So uh, tune in. Uh, as always, uh, the best way to support Wisco Legacy is to sub- subscribe to our content. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us there. Uh, that is the best way to support Wisco Legacy at this point in time. So with that, uh, this first clip here is from our very first episode. This is me talking about my 100-pound weight loss. It, it's really been a lot of mindset training, a lot of, a lot of growth mindset. So I've really focused on improving all areas of my life, not only my, my health, but through this, I've, I've improved everywhere else. I feel like I'm a better father, a better husband, better employee, uh, just a better person overall. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm much, not that I was ever like hard to deal with or anything like that, but I feel like I've, I'm a more positive person, uh, ready to tackle anything that's thrown at me. Um, you know, I've always been that way, but I definitely have more energy to, to take on those challenges and, and run with them. So, um, this whole, this whole mindset, uh, training thing that I've, I've been in, you know, the health journey has been so impactful in my life. Uh, it, it's impacted way more than just, you know, my waistline, you know, I've lost, I never took any measurements, but I, I used to have four, size 48 pants, and now I think I can squeeze into 36. Uh, I went from a 4X t-shirt, sweatshirts, all that, to a 2X, um, and hopefully down to an X eventually. Um, we'll see. Like I said, you know, this is a, a life, um, a lifetime of, of health and, and happiness, so you know, I, I want to sustain this. I want this to be something that I will um, continue for the rest of my life. On episode two, we had the head wrestling coach for the Wisconsin Badgers, Chris Bono. 
Uh, we talked about his wrestling career, his coaching career, and spent a lot of time talking about uh, the University of Wisconsin and Madison. In this clip, he's talking about how special Madison is. It's beautiful, right? Year-round. You know, even in the winter, it's, it's amazing. There's so many things to do, whether it's the spring, summer, winter. Um, it's an amazing town, right? It's, you know, there, there's... I mean, I, I can't even, you can fish, you can drive five miles and you're out in the woods hunting. You can, you know, there's something for everybody, you know, and that's, you know, whether, I mean, I can't even, whether you want to play video games, whether you want to go laser, there's something for everybody in this town. Um, number one to do and number two, right. The beauty, our campus is the most beautiful campus I've ever seen. You know, I mean, in between those two lakes, it's just, it's just breathtaking. Right. And then you talk about, you know, the number one sports college sports town in America. Right. I mean, you see our basketball games, our hockey matches, our soccer games, you know, forget football, put football aside. We know what that's about, you know, but I mean, everything else, I mean, walking into a, you know, a women's hockey game is amazing. You know, going to watch the women's softball team play is amazing. It's a party, you know, going out watching our women, you know, sold out, uh, you know, um, field house to watch our, 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 our volleyball team is amazing. You know, so in terms of a sports town, if you're into that college sports, there is no better place to be, you know, and, and then you throw in just how, again, how beautiful it is and how how much there's there's always something to do um, outside of, 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 of wrestling and outside of going to school here. Uh, it's crazy. And then you throw in the education. Right. I mean, how can we forget about that? You know, this place is, um, you know, it's 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 not nationally known. This W is worldwide. You know what I mean? I mean, worldwide, people come here from all over the world to go to school at the University of Wisconsin. And um, the education is second to none. The campus is second to none. And, um, you know, it's it's breathtaking. And if people are listening, have never seen this place. Um, you got to get here and you got to check it out. You, and then you got to go to one of our college sporting events. And um, I think that any and anybody that does that will be a fan of this place. On episode three, we had Cody Endress. Cody is a special education teacher and the head wrestling coach for Lodi High School. Uh he talked a lot about his wrestling and football careers and in athletic careers growing up. Uh, he was a collegiate wrestler at UW Lacrosse, and in this clip, he talks about uh, transitioning from uh, collegiate athlete, uh, student athlete, to uh, nothing. Uh, he he struggled with that transition out of college. Uh, he didn't get a job right away, so uh, he had some struggles personally and financially and and whatnot. So in this clip, he he talks about those struggles. Yeah, that's, that was the hardest probably six months of my life, you know, graduating in May of 2015 until I started coaching wrestling again for Lodi in November of 2015. You know, that's in that six month stretch, um, I moved back home, living with my parents, which I love them. You know, it's, it's awesome that they let me, uh, but who wants to be 23 years old living with their parents? You know, uh, my girlfriend and I, we were still dating, but it was long distance. So I didn't get to see her. So that was really, really hard. All my friends were at different spots. I was broke. I, I didn't get a teaching job. So I'm working this, you know, summer job that I don't particularly enjoy. My girlfriend's gone. My friends are gone. I don't have wrestling. It was, it was a really hard time. Um, I mean, I remember I was pretty burnt out at the end of my wrestling career. I've been doing it for a really, really long time. Uh, my body was kind of breaking down. So I gave myself this excuse that I didn't have to work out, you know? So for a long time there, I didn't work out. I didn't feel good about myself. Um, it was dark. Uh, but thank God the Lodi wrestling came and saved the day. You know, Coach Persick, once he heard I was moving back, he wanted to get me on staff right away. And, you know, being, it sounds crazy, but being an assistant high school wrestling coach really helped me get back on the path of success. Episode four brought us Mike Graham. 
Um, Mike Graham literally lost half his body weight. Uh, at one point in time, he was 380 pounds, and uh, around the recording time, he was 190 pounds, and he's he's still working hard every single day. Um, Mike's story is inspiring, to say the least. Uh, so enjoy this clip of Mike talking about his weight loss journey. Worry about getting your body to a place where you feel good and whatever. Don't worry about the number on the scale as much. But uh, I did really want to get off those blood pressure medications was was huge and just wanted to get to a point where I felt a little more comfortable in my own skin um, and whatever. And then once we started going, uh, so heaviest recorded I have is 380 from the doctor. And once we really got going, you know, and then this past spring, I kind of thought if I could get to 190, just to say I cut my body weight in half, I think that'd be kind of a cool, cool goal. So that's what I did. You know, and I ended up hitting it just a couple of weeks ago. Um, but as of now, the number not too concerned with, as long as I can just continue this lifestyle, I'll be happy. Episode five, we have singer songwriter, Kirsty Krause. She is a uh, born and raised in Janesville, Wisconsin, moved up to De Pere, uh, for high school, but she is pursuing her dream of being a, a singer songwriter in Nashville. And, uh, in this clip, she talks about her goals for the future and, uh, really excited to see where, where Kirsty goes with her career. I do see CMT as a, a very close, uh, future. I have about five contacts there. And so just looking to get them uh, the music video enough in advance and all the things uh, for them to take that on to CMT. I would love to be named the uh, next moment of country class of whatever year and play the Opry all the time. A huge goal of mine is to also get over to the UK, uh, Germany and Ireland and everywhere in the UK and tour I've made a lot of connections over there, especially during the pandemic. So to see that even be like doable and, and have people that have reached out and said we can stay there and, and venues that I know about and other artists that I can play shows with. I mean, that's, I'm like, yes, I want to go to the UK. Let's make that happen. So stuff, stuff like that. I want to put out more records and uh, continue to write. I would love to be able to see a number one under my belt uh, whether it's me or somebody else that has recorded my song and yeah, yeah. I'm just, just excited for it all. Getting a song on a movie. I could literally list a, a ton of things, but obviously playing the opera would be like, I don't know if I'd cry the whole time or actually be able to sing. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Episode six brought us Ricky dinner. Uh, Ricky battled COVID he was in the hospital for 96 days. He was in a coma for six weeks. And uh, in this clip, Ricky talks about really thinking his life was about to be over uh, due to COVID. So um, he was sending messages to, to his family through some videos uh, and, and his friends, uh, thinking this was going to be the last day on earth for Ricky. Luckily, Unfortunately for Ricky and everybody around, uh, he survived COVID and has a great story to tell from it. Um, so you mentioned you were med flighted. Uh, at that point in time, you were still awake or had you slipped into your coma? I was out of it then. I think okay. they put me, started me in my coma and do stuff, right? I mean, all that last day I was there. Okay. 
I was induced into the coma. And then I don't think they planned for me to be out for six weeks, but I was. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember anything after that. Yeah. Last thing I remember is going into Monroe um, with my daughter mm -hmm. that night. And I know I made a couple of music videos, or not music, but videos. And and I talked to people. And I knew that last day before I got bed flighted, I made a video. I kind of thought that that was my last day on earth. I was trying to maybe say goodbye to everybody, but I didn't. It's just I wanted to make one more video. I thought, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow. I cannot mm -hmm. breathe. Even with the oxygen, I could not breathe. My brother Chad Kunder joins us for episode seven of Wisco Legacy. Uh, on there, we talked a lot about growing his company. Uh, we talked about some of the, you know, growing up in Monroe, and he was involved in the the football dynasty of the early '90s for Monroe football too. So we talked about that. But in this clip, we talk about the growth that he's experienced at Kunder Construction, uh, and where he's where he's at right now. You know, back when you were helping, I always stayed around them two, three guys, so. That was pretty normal. I worked with you guys, and and uh, that's just how it was. I didn't have to do as many estimates because that was a smaller company at the time and, and maybe not as well known. Um, and, you know, as the years went on, we became a little more well known. And, you know, I went down that path where I uh, hurt my back real bad and had to, you know, I worked that whole summer but uh ended up having back surgery and complications from that and but then I was still you know when I got through all that we were still you know a three four man operation I was still working with the guys and, and then things just started to get busier and busier and uh, people would come to me hey you hiring I mean most of us all these guys happened just asking if they could get a job. I think I've only got one guy on the crew that I hired through Indeed. Otherwise, everybody else just kind of, hey, you need some help. And well, we just kept getting busier and busier and busier. And here we are. I mean, uh, but like the last two years, I've really been busting my book. With estimating and making sure the guys have everything you know my day is pretty much making sure the guys have everything they need at this point in my career and you know answering questions if they have questions about the project and and troubleshooting and and, and whatnot um and doing that and then at nights i was doing all the paperwork that needed to be done to, you know, whether it's writing payroll or uh, doing estimates or uh, billing, you know, there's a lot of projects we do that are time and material. So you got to figure out everybody's hours. It goes on and on. And I was wearing myself real, real thin. So then, uh, Jen and you and I talked and just decided it was time to maybe get some help in there and hire an office. The ultimate Wisconsinite, Leah Linshai, joins us for episode eight of Wisco Legacy. Leah is a morning anchor at News 3 Now in Madison. Uh, we talked 
about getting into journalism and, and working for News 3. Uh, we also talked about her brother Levi. Her brother Levi tragically passed away from a car accident a few years ago uh, and was such a special person, uh, left such an imprint on this world. So uh, we, we talked about that uh, for quite a bit. Um, but in this clip, we talk about what makes Wisconsin special. And you can see in Leah's eyes, um, there's no place like Wisconsin for her. So uh, right here, let's let's hear from Leah and about what makes Wisconsin special. Um, oh my goodness. I could answer that question with so many different things, but I think the number one is the people. We are so nice. Everyone is so Midwestern nice. They truly are. The number of oops or hey dares that you hear around, um, it's just, I don't think you find people like us anywhere else. Um, from complete strangers to family members. I told you the way my family stepped up when we were going through a tough time, the way strangers stepped up when we were going through a tough time. And even when you're just, you know, having a regular day and someone says hi to you at the grocery store or like sidesteps, so you have more space in the aisle. Um, I think we really make Wisconsin great from the Midwest nice. Also to all the bartenders out there making great old fashions. Like yeah. they've, they're really helping too. Brandy or whiskey? Brandy, this is Wisconsin. Yep, yep. I'm right there with you. Whiskey, did, can you even order a whiskey old fashioned in Wisconsin? I think I you'd get kicked right out so. of the bar. <laughs> sweet, sweet or sour? <laughs> You're sweet or sour? Um, you know, that's changed over the years. I used to like sweet. I used to like sour. Now I get a press. Have you heard of a press? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a mixture. Nice. The little sweet, little sour. Scott Tim is a agricultural entrepreneur. He's got a few businesses he runs in the ag space. Uh, he's super passionate about agriculture. And uh, in this clip, he talks about uh, Wisconsin and specifically Greene County and all the resources we have right here in Greene County for agriculture. And he's got a lot of big hopes and dreams for what we can do here in this county. We have all the resources in Wisconsin to make Wisconsin the greatest and I have visions of making green or we, that we can all bring green County to the level of like say orange County, California, and put us really on the map to do those big things and increase all our values together and bring everybody up. And that's, that's for the whole state just because we bring so many good things to the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Bring him to the table. I like it. In episode 10, we have Jeremy Jackson. Jeremy is the interim principal for the Monroe High School. Uh, he was my high school wrestling coach. He spent a number of years being a school psychologist. We talk about all of those things. In this clip, he talks about some of the challenges and rewarding parts of being a, a principal at the Monroe High School. Why, why am I here, right? And I'm here to, my number one client is students. Um, and student achievement and student success and making sure that they're set up for whatever they want to do after high school, whether that's going straight into the job field, whether it's going into the trades or careers and getting a little extra training there or go to the two-year, four-year college. I mean, that's really what we're looking at first and foremost. And underlying all of that um, is making sure that they're good human beings, right? I mean, I think that's not a curriculum or a class you take, but it's something that's in every class that is in every teacher, every administrator, every staff member. Um, so making sure, along with parents, because that's not our sole job, right? And parents mm -hmm. are big in that. 
um, but making sure that we we put out some really good human beings who are going to be protective members of our society and who are as skilled as possible. So that's challenging is we all want that. Nobody would argue that, but the way it gets done gets sometimes gets argued, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's a challenge. Um, but I think we can all as a community come to that common ground of this is what we want for our, our kids and our students. Episode 11 brought us three owners and brokers of exit professional real estate in Monroe, Wisconsin. Uh, we have Jeff Malcheski, Ryan Ziltner, and Lexi D. Harris. Uh, such a fun conversation talking about real estate, uh, their career paths to get into it. Um, in this clip, they talk about uh, starting exit professional real estate. Uh, it was a, a whirlwind, uh, went really, really quickly, and uh, really exciting to see uh, how it all came together and to see the continued growth and success from exit professional real estate. Uh, so... Jeff and I worked together when we both first started and Jeff was actually part owner of the company that I worked at and uh, we were good friends and it was a non-franchise company and I was recruited away. Uh, Jeff calls it our breakup (laughs) and uh, I left. And so I worked for another company for like the last five or so years and at different points during that time, uh, as Jeff and I mended our broken relationship, uh, you know, we would, you know, it would be me that was frustrated with something and saying, Hey Jeff, you know, we should, you know, we're having a cocktail, of course we should, you know, do something someday or Jeff, you know, and Jeff's like, not super into it or Jeff's like, you know, Hey Ryan, we should whatever someday. And not, you know, I was just not in a place and we just, happened to both connect at a time on it and uh, kind of got our, our brains spinning about what was next for us in real estate and how we can, I mean, the main goal was to grow our career and, and, and what, what's the next step for us. And Lexi has always, you know, we've done deals with her and um, I was friends with her and I think it was just, you know, timing, timing and good luck and, and coincidence and, you know, God above or whatever. But uh, she stopped over one day and was just like saying how like she's working on different things and and getting organized and figuring out what to do and, and life and stuff. And I was like, speaking of thinking <laughs> about work, you want to shake that up too? And uh, so I mentioned what Jeff and I were doing and made her, you know, swear to secrecy and not not think I was crazy, but uh, lucked out that she was interested. So then we kind of all started uh, talking from there. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, um, you you three I, together, um, you three are really engaging people and and really awesome parts of the the communities you live in, and uh, it's really cool to see all you guys come together. I can't say we, it happened. We kind of had uh, talked about. Oh, well, go ahead, Jeff. It happened a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, within like us kind of starting the preliminary conversation of of doing something different, going off on our own, creating a new company, to just about a month later, you know, our door is open swinging and we have agents following us. We have deals already in our pipeline coming together. Um, it snowballed quickly, which has been amazing. Um, and, I'm, and I'm proud. Well, I, I guess proud's a good word. I'm proud what the three of us have done in such a short time. And I'm excited to see like where we're going. Our trajectory is, uh, is pretty exciting. 
And we're super, super, super fortunate to have the agents we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've they've been you know the other the other half of this success yeah. type of situation. And um, the the other thing that we talked about at length when we were you know when this snowball is a great way to put it, Jeff. Um, this snowball was rolling is. You know, uh, there were a couple people that are like, well, why do you want three people or why would you do three? And we feel that we can provide the best experience for not only our clients, but our agents. And our goal is not to have the most agents of any agency or anything like that. Our goal is to have the best agents. And by having three different people with three subsets of skills and experiences, we think we can do that. Um, you know, I'm not a numbers person, like don't make me follow a budget. I hate the B word. I don't want to think about that. I just want to like deal with people and plan company parties and hear about people's problems and talk. And Jeff is like very intelligent with business sense and, you know, telling me I can't use the credit card for larger company parties and, keeping track of us, which is super important that way. And then we've got Lexi, who is such a a rule follower and a wealth of knowledge and a resource that, you know, anytime it's like, wait a second, can I do that? Or how do I do that? Or, you know, how should I say that? It's Lexi, you know, your, uh, your picky cautiousness is such a, such a gift to us because it's great, you know? Thank you. No, it is. So I think we're, we're all three valuable to the team and to our agents and to the market in a different way. Yeah. Patrick Bodell from Synchronous Communications joins us for episode 12 of Wisco Legacy. On here, he talks about uh, the why behind what he does with Synchronous Communications. It's a marketing agency here in Monroe. Uh, he talks a lot about uh, Monroe and Green County. He's super passionate about it, and, and that definitely comes through in this clip why am I here? What am I here to do with my life? Okay. Um, and that was right around the same time that I started getting really involved in the community and the county. And I realized, you know, um, you know, Monroe and Green County is uh, an exceptional place. Um, one of a kind, as a matter of fact, it's very interesting that, that the sort of things that exist here, the people, the resources, the events that just what it is every day in this place is, is just, mind-boggling to me it's for, it's for such a small little area right and i thought okay well if i can use my tools to better this place that should be my purpose in life is is to take all these things that i love put them together and, and apply them to make green county of monroe a better place um and you know no area is perfect no community is perfect and um we've got a long ways to go i i think but that said um there's a tremendous amount of talent here there's a tremendous amount of opportunity and people have people that have lived here for 40 years might not even realize that uh, it, it's absolutely extraordinary what exists here. Uh, and anyway, so that's kind of, I guess my path to having this idea, having this thing that I loved building a business around it and then figuring out what the bigger purpose of that business might be. Uh, and, and, you know, he actually, Simon Sinek illustrates a great point in that, um, your pursuit in life should never be about money. In other words, money should always be a result of you doing something of greatness. And uh, when I say greatness, what I mean is something that's fulfilling to you, fulfilling to someone else. That's greatness. Okay. Just stop right there as far as like what the greatness is. But the point here is that if money is a result and not a pursuit, 
we can accomplish a heck of a lot more, right? So if I had started out in business with money as the pursuit, I never would have done anything that I've done so far. For episode 13, our last episode of the season, I did a two-part episode with someone that made a tremendous impact on my life, uh, Desi Braden. Desi was a, a wrestling coach I had in middle school. Uh, the first part of part one of episode 13 for Desi uh, was called For Gavin. It was about the impact his late brother Gavin Braden had on his life. Gavin tragically passed away at 29 years old from a heart attack and uh, made a tremendous impact on everybody he was he was surrounded by um, but Desi looked up to him like like no other and so uh, throughout our conversation we just kept talking about Gavin it became a really common thread throughout the episode it wasn't the intent to come in and, and do a specific episode about Gavin uh, but there was so much that uh, really tied into into Gavin that I decided to partner with Desi and, and do an episode just dedicated to Gavin uh, there is a part two where we talk more about Desi's career and coaching and athletics and, and all of that. Um, but this clip is from part one of For Gavin. And on here, he talks about uh, him and Gavin having a, a serious conversation about uh, the meaning of life. So really, really awesome, awesome conversation. <clears throat> we were going up to Madison and we were having... One of the rare times we had a deep conversation. Most of them were, you know, brotherly type of conversations. So we were having this deep conversation about life and everything else. And, and he's like, you know, Des, he's like, you know what the secret of life is? And I was like, no. I'm like, everybody's looking for it. Why don't you tell me? Because I'd probably make a million if, if I could sell that off. And he's like, you know, it, it's simple. He's like, it's doing what you love, but helping others while while you do it. And I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's really, really simple, but that's right on the money. And that's, I mean, I try and take that into, into every, every day stuff I do, you know, is helping other people, you know, doing stuff I love, but helping other people along the way. And, uh, you know, and that's again, why I'm doing what I'm doing now. And, uh, you know, that, that's been his biggest mark he's left on me. And, but again, it, there was a long time where I was really lost without him and, you know, didn't know what to do. Um, you know, couldn't make it through a lot of stuff. I had to take some time off school, but luckily have, you know, made it back on the right path, you know, on where he wanted me to be. And that's a wrap for 2021. Uh, that wraps up all the episodes I released this year. Uh, I am previewing the next two episodes. Uh, first one here is with Jonathan Orr. This episode launches January 4th, uh, right away early in the morning. And Jonathan Orr is a phenomenal human being. Uh, former Badger wide receiver, uh, played, played in the NFL for a couple of years, and uh, started a company called Athlete Transition Services, where he works with uh, athletes who are transitioning to life after sports. It's a it's a heavily needed thing in the sports community and uh, grateful for everything that Jonathan does. Uh, in this clip here, Jonathan talks about uh, a very memorable game uh, against Michigan State where uh, Wisconsin was ranked fourth in the country at the time, and they, they ended up getting beat by Michigan State. 
and uh, carried over to the next week, uh, which uh, there's there's so many life lessons here. He has some insight from Coach Barry Alvarez uh, from after the after the second game here. Um, just really great insight lessons he learned through competing for for Badger football that he uh, instills in people that he trains and his his own kids and uh, just takes in into his life uh, after sports. I was listening to a, a different podcast uh, talking about the 2004 season. You guys were were ranked fourth in in the country, um, had a really great trajectory upwards, and uh, you ran into Michigan State. And talk about. Uh, the, the challenges of playing Michigan State, and I think it sounded like it may have affected uh, just more than that game. Yeah, that that game, it's funny. I was just at a um, at a high school this past week uh, talking to um, senior student athletes, and I shared this 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 exact story, man. And it's a thing I share with my kids, and just um, it was a huge life lesson in it. So we ended up playing Michigan State. I think we were, like you said, ranked number four. They weren't even ranked. They were horrible. Um, they weren't even 500 and we go to East Lansing and, you know, we make some mistakes early on. And before you know it, I think they're up 14, zero. And by halftime, um, you know, we're, we're losing by, I think a few touchdowns and they end up blowing us out. I think the score was, was it 40 something to 14 or something like that? I want to say. And, uh, and I remember after the game, you know, uh, on on a bus on, on a plane ride home, guys are blaming each other and 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 coaches, you know, are, are arguing and stuff. And then we get to practice a couple of days later, and we're still focused on that game that we just lost instead of preparing for our next opponent. And so, you know, you still got guys pointing fingers and folks blaming themselves, and it was just horrible. And this lasted a couple of days, and so finally, we go play our next opponent, who was I, I, I don't remember who it was, but they were just as bad as Michigan State, if not worse. And we ended up losing that game. And now, mind you, even though we lost that Michigan State game, we still had a chance at a very special season, right? Like, like uh, we still had a chance. Possibly, I think some other folks left. We 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 still could have. It wasn't the playoffs back then, but we still had a chance of potentially, um, you know, being the number one or two team if we had took care of business the rest of the season. But uh, but I never forget we lost that next game. And after the game, Coach Alvarez is in the locker room, and we're all just looking like, what in the world just happened? And, and he said, you know, tonight, uh, I want to say Indiana, right? I don't remember who it was. Tonight, Indiana didn't beat us. And everybody's looking around like, huh? He's like, yeah, Indiana didn't beat us tonight. He said, Michigan State beat us again. And then he said, never let the same team beat you twice. And what he meant by that was, we were so focused, again, on the mistakes we made, on what went wrong that it robbed us of our preparation for this next game. And so we didn't prepare the way we should have. We were still focused on those past mistakes, um, on losing that game. And it robbed us of the opportunity to take care of business this upcoming weekend. So what do you, what do you, and, and, you know, I, I carry that in life, right? Like we all go through hardships. We all make mistakes. We all have things done to us that shouldn't have happened, or we do things that we shouldn't have did, but so many of us let that, continue to beat us, continue to hold us back, continue to rob us of, uh, of present and future opportunities. And so, um, so that's just one of the many life lessons, man, that, that, uh, that I took away from Wisconsin. The second episode of, uh, 2022 comes out on January 11th with Dusty Weiss. Dusty runs PodCamp Media out of Milwaukee. He's a fellow Monroe, Wisconsin native, 
and the ultimate storyteller. Uh, he used to work public relations for City Hall in Milwaukee, and he was once described as uh, the city storyteller. So uh, you can imagine the amount of stories and, and all the things that he can he can portray through through this. So uh, here's a, a two stories that I wanted to pull from the podcast that uh, will hopefully get you uh, hooked on on Dusty come January 11th. So uh, one is about uh, he he was a a news reporter during Act 10, and there was some uh, protests going on. They couldn't get into uh, the Capitol building, and he he was able to finagle a way into into the lockdown building uh, with some connections. And uh, the second one, he had after after that beat, he moved out to Miami. Uh, he had the opportunity to to interview LeBron. Uh, Miami Heat won the the. Uh, NBA championship. He was in the locker room. Uh, he he had some some really really interesting stories from Miami that you can hear in these clips here. So I'm really excited for you guys to check out Dusty Weiss. He is the ultimate storyteller. He he also has a podcast called Lead Balloon uh, that you should all check out. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, so with that, uh, here is Dusty Weiss. I eventually called up a state lawmaker who I had a pretty good working relationship with and said, what's going on in there? Like we need to get in and and report on this news that's happening. And she said, yeah, I, department of administration have orders from the governor to lock the building down. There's, there's not really anything I can do. And I go, really, there's nothing that you can do. And she's like, well, I'll tell you what, come over to the west end of the building. You know where my office is inside the building. It's on the first floor. I'll come find the window. I'll open the window. And so I grab a dozen other reporters I know who are looking to get in there. And and then we're just standing around outside this office window. And it's uh, 9.30 and I'm due to do a, 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 a live hit with WCCO in Minneapolis and, and John Williams, uh, who was the host there at the time. And so I'm live on the air with John Williams describing the scene and the Reverend Jesse Jackson is a hundred yards down from me, like getting the crowd all riled up and all of a sudden the window goes up and I'm like, John, I got to go. I have to climb into a window to get into the state Capitol to do my job today. And that's what we did is we just scampered right up into that window and got up to the assembly chambers and made it just in time to uh, cover the vote um, that morning. But all of that being a really roundabout way of saying that uh, eventually uh, it uh, it got to the point where I you know wanted uh, wanted to see how far I could pursue this news thing and so uh, got had developed some contacts at WIOD in Miami and uh, applied for a, a job as a news reporter there and I like to tell people that it is the study abroad experience that I didn't have the money to take in college. Because Miami, I feel like you should have a worker's visa to go work in that town, man, because it is a foreign place. And it was it was a wild experience for this small town, Wisconsin boy to to get to report the news in a news city like Miami. But, you know, I covered I covered the NBA finals. I I got to interview LeBron after he got his first ring uh, with the Miami Heat. 
Um, I was in the locker room as, as Dwayne Wade was spraying champagne all over the place. Um, I covered, uh, covered the opening of the new Marlins stadium down there. I covered, uh, do you remember the guy they called the Miami zombie? Uh, uh, it was, it was big news back in like 2011, 2012. Uh, this, this dude got really high on bath salts and like attacked another guy on the MacArthur causeway. And the police showed up and the guy that was high on bath salts was literally eating the face of the other guy like ah, 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 like that. And so it was a Saturday afternoon at like 2.30 and I get this press release from Miami Beach PD and I look at it and I've got to do a newscast at three o'clock and I go pick up the phone. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, hi, it's it's my contact at uh, Miami Beach PD. I'm like, hey, I got your news release here. Uh, wanted to ask you about this. This is a typo, right? This is supposed to say beating his face, not no. No, he was eating, eating his face, like with his mouth. Okay, just wanted to make sure before I went to air with it. Holy shit. <laughs> what the... <laughs> so... Got to cover a lot of big, big news stories when I was living in Miami, and uh, it's the kind of opportunity that I was, I was a hundred percent grateful for, and never thought that I would live to see. Thank you all for supporting Wisco Legacy. It's been so much fun for me to do this podcast. Uh, it, like I said earlier, if you know of anybody that would be a great guest, feel free to reach out. Always looking for great stories from Wisconsin and interesting people to talk to from Wisconsin. Uh, please support the podcast by subscribing on YouTube, following us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, that'll help us bump up into the, the higher lists within the podcast world. And uh, yeah, appreciate everything that everybody's done uh, along this journey. It's been so much fun. Uh, big things are coming in 2022, that's for sure. So stay tuned.